0: Hello and welcome once again to another episode of Vacation Rental Success. We're at a zero. We're at number 80 now, only 20 away from the big 100. And uh, we're going to start sharing with you shortly what's going to happen as we reach that 100 mark, which will be uh, around uh, October time. Um, make them a bit sooner if we if we start to insert a few more episodes along the way. Um, but uh, yeah, really exciting that uh, that we've got this far. And and of course, uh, can't go the day without telling you what the weather is like here, which is uh, we've had really torrential rain the last few days, nothing like they've had down in the US. But uh, we had a little bit of a taste of it yesterday because it, it, it just pounded with rain for about uh, just an hour or so. But it was enough to make me, um, you know, to make me really think about uh, what some people have been suffering down in the Midwest in the U.S. and, and of course, in Dallas. And I know I have a lot of listeners down there. So I hope you guys are are okay. You're you're drier. The place is drying up a little bit now. I'll be down there in uh, August, the first weekend of August for the. Podcast Movement 2015. I'd love to hear from anybody who is listening who might be going to uh, Podcast 2015 because it would be great to meet up. Uh, That that would be uh, really terrific. I'll put a link to this conference uh, in the show notes because it's, you know, even if you don't have a podcast now, if you're thinking about doing one at some point in the future, it's a really fabulous podcast. To go to, to talk to podcasters who are beginners who've been like me, who've been going for a year or two and and just to, just sort of settling into it, and then of course the veteran podcasters, the ones who've been around for a long time, and if uh, if you ever watched if watched if you ever listened to the uh, to the uh, to Serial, which was the Amazing um podcast series uh that uh, that was broadcast earlier this year. Uh Sarah Koenig, who was the narrator of that uh podcast, is uh, is going to be delivering a keynote. So get your ticket now. It uh it's it's terrific. Uh, you know, we will have a meetup. I'm having a meetup with anybody that's uh, that's going. Uh Mike's going to be there and a lot of uh, a, a couple of people who've been on the show are going to be there um Cliff Ravenscraft for one uh he'll be he'll be delivering um a presentation if you've he- heard of people like uh, Pat Flynn m- one of my favorite people to learn from then Pat Flynn's doing a keynote presentation as well so just go to the podcast movement website take a look at what's on offer and go on, come to Dallas, the last weekend of July, first, first weekend of August, which is the, in here in Canada, it's our August Civic Weekend. So, uh, so that, that was a good segue from uh, talking about the rain to talking about podcast movement 2015. This month or this last four weeks have been absolutely amazing for new owners coming on board. And I think I said that last week, and, and this, not, this is not letting up it's probably been the best period we've ever had in our agency history with with new owners signing up to uh, to rent their properties with us you know i i hear you know so many owners do their own independent marketing um but the people who are coming to us are those that are just not able to do it themselves for one reason or another they really don't want to be Dealing, they don't have the time to deal with the phone calls, the emails, and and having to be on top of all the marketing all the time. And uh, and you know, people go go to agencies for, for very different reasons, but uh, in general, it's the have no time reason that's bringing people to us. So I've, I'm seeing. Um, two or three every week at the moment, doing a lot of traveling and it 's it 's really great fun and I love to talk to people and One of the things i 'm saying to them as they start up is just do it now and start your welcome book um, it's it 's really, really important it 's not something that you need to leave to the last minute and i i 've been to so many uh, so many vacation properties. And have been really disappointed with the sort of information that's been uh, that's been left for us as guests to help us um, you know find our way not only around the around the property and uh, you know around the appliances and and all the things that are unfamiliar to us but also around the area I think owners have such a fabulous opportunity to share their information that um, that Certainly the ones that we've been to, the last four or five we've been to, we just haven't, I haven't seen anything remotely resembling the sort of welcome book that I would really like to see. So so on that theme, um, today I'm going to talk about the welcome book and what I believe should be the things that, uh, that go in it. Over the course of the next uh, 30 minutes or so, I'm going to share five things that you must have in your welcome book, and four ways of delivering it so that they actually take in the information because I hear this I hear this from our current owners and many of, of my, my listeners and blog readers, and they will say, no one ever reads the welcome book. They're forever calling us and asking us about stuff that's in the welcome book. And I I just give you this example that, that we had. And it was it I mean, we have these these every year, but it was it was a year or so ago, and it just this one just made me laugh. We had a call from a guest wanting to know how to turn on the jets in the hot tub. And and yes, you know, that there is a knack, you've got to know which buttons to press. And unfortunately, and Unlike most of our guests who just randomly press the buttons until they put it in standby, these guests did call us and ask us. So, so Phil, my husband, he ever so patiently explained the process and the guest was, was jotting all these things down. And then he said, okay, I'll call you back if I've got any more issues. And Phil said, well, you know, it's all in the welcome book. What welcome book? Uh Phil said, the one on the kitchen table. The book that says welcome to Osprey Cottage on the front. Oh, that book. Oh my wife put it away in a drawer when we arrived. She didn't want to get it dirty, and I don't think anyone's looked at it since. And I think, you know, this is not unusual. This is what happens. This is what happens to your welcome book, your and I, I know we went to uh, Exuma in February, um the, the I, I cannot call what was left a welcome book. It was, it was a series of, um, pieces of paper that probably had been typed up a couple of years ago. Uh, so phone numbers have been crossed out in pen and scribbled. People had scribbled things on it. It was, well, that, that whole experience actually of my, of our, of our last trip to Exuma, uh, is not one that I, I talk about very much, but, um, the the lack of any particular information that would have been helpful to us um was 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 part of of my my negative attitude towards uh, towards that particular property i'm on a mission now to encourage all my owners within my agency to really relook at their welcome books now i call them a welcome a welcome book it could be a property guide a cottage guide um, whatever you want to call it, just don't call it the book of rules, please. I think I think we're way beyond rules of the house or rules of the cottage or anything that has the root word rules in it. Come on, we're on vacation. Your guests are on vacation. The last thing they want is to be told the moment they arrive, you must do this, you must not do that. And if you do this, that and the other, we're going to charge you. I, I saw one, very recently, in fact, that uh, that listed right at the front all the penalties that would be charged for infractions of the rules, um, and the penalties we you know if if you block up the septic system, that's a hundred dollars. If you don't uh, take your garbage to the dump, we'll charge you twenty-five dollars per bag. If you misuse the Wi-Fi and go over the limit it's a standard charge of $100 plus the overage and i i was just horrified um we didn't take that cottage on the the owners just didn't have the right attitude and that's really important to us that any owner that uh, that is registered into our rental management program has a philosophy of hospitality and an attitude of welcome to their guests and that certainly wasn't a welcome because this owner said to me she said if we come with your agency i want to make sure that that, that your renters stick by our rules and uh, i i said these are not our renters they're your guests and that sort of that went, that went right over the top of her head so that one didn't uh, didn't come on board at all so let's kick off let's kick off with the five things that you need to have in your welcome book and i just want to start by saying your welcome book needs to look look good. And I'm sure I'm probably, I'm, I know, I am preaching to the converted in, in my listeners, the, you who are out there listening to this. I know you've probably got a great welcome book already. Uh, and if not, you should be scuttling off to get one done. Um, but the best welcome book could grace a coffee table. You know they they need to be attractively presented, put a graphic on the front with you know perhaps a picture of the property and the name of it um make it readable make people want to pick it up and look at it just a a a cheap folder from a business supplies store with nothing on the front. what's going to make anybody open that and look at it? a start that it doesn't say what it is. Um, They may open it and probably find a bunch of dense text and are not going to go any further. Um, You can actually create books on services like um, Blurb and Shutterstock. Shutterstock? Shutterfly. I think it's Shutterfly. I'm going to put some, uh, I shall put some links on the end to uh, to anything I'm talking about. So I'm pretty sure it's Shutterfly or Blurb that you can actually create your own hardback book with all your information um, in it. The only issue with that is that it's got to be information that's not going to be updated um, because once you've paid your $35 or whatever it is to have your book created, it's a beautiful hardback book with a ton of pictures in it and all the things you want to say. But um, the the only way of updating it is to scribble in the margin, which you definitely don't want to do. But it might be worthwhile having a look at something like that if you've got the sort of evergreen information that's unlikely to, to change. But whatever you do, you can you you can buy um sort of photo albums there's there's photo albums that have the uh, have have pockets that you can put your material in and and of course they're very very pretty or or you can buy the binders from the office supplies store buy the better quality ones and make sure you've got the ones with the plastic um pocket on the front where you can pop in a very nicely prepared and presented photograph with the name of the property and welcome book, or you can put welcome to. I mean, mine says, welcome to Osprey Cottage. You know, that's as welcoming as, as you can probably get. Let's get to the, uh, to the five things that you must have. Number one, and this is absolutely essential, and I have not seen this in any of the properties that we've been to in the last five years, and that is what I call a just, just the quick start guide, the quick guide sheet. And in fact, I I, I did see one back in Maui um, about four or five years ago. and And they did have a quick guide sheet, but it wasn't in the book. And I'm going to come to that in a second. But your quick guide sheet is a single-sided page that has all the stuff that your guests absolutely need to know. So, if they don't do anything else, if they don't read anything else, then at least they've looked at this page one. It's the first page, they open the book, and this is the first page. Now, you'd also take that first page and you can laminate it. So don't put it on the outside of the fridge. It's that? That's just one of my little bugbears. I hate seeing stuff on um, stuck on the outside of refrigerators but uh, pin it up on the inside of the most used cupboard in the kitchen, which is generally the food cupboard. So do your quick guide sheet, and I'm going to tell you what to put on that in a minute. But once you've done it, just pin it in the inside of the food cupboard, and every time they open it, they're going to see it. So it's not something that uh, that they're going to miss. So on that on that sheet, you're going to have everything that they need to know on their arrival. And, and everything that, you know, if they didn't read any other part of the book that they're going to, that they're going to need to know. I mean, the, the first thing that comes to mind for me, because everywhere I go, the moment I arrive, I want to set up my laptop. So I want the Wi-Fi password. Before I even unpack anything, out comes the laptop plugged in, check the Wi-Fi, make sure that works. So if the Wi-Fi password is there, I can get that all set up. And and get on with everything else while while I'm booting up. One of the instructions that I put on my uh, quick start guide is one that says, and it's one of the, the only. I, I guess it, it's not a rule, but it is a guide for people. Please do not turn down the refrigerator temperature. Uh, this this is something that happens a lot in our in our cottages. Um, we we hear this usually. On a Saturday evening or a Sunday morning, after people have arrived and they've they've piled out of their cars, they've been in, their food has been in a cold box, but in a hot car for four or five hours of travelling. So they open up. First thing they want to do is get their beer in the fridge, get it cooled down as quickly as possible. So what they tend to do is open the fridge, turn the temperature as far to the to the coldest uh, level it can be, and then pile everything in what actually happens there and we know this because this happens numerous times every single summer is that the the refrigerator can't cope with being told to go really cold and then have this onslaught of warm food and and what actually happens is that the whole thing ices up the mechanism you know this is a bit technical for me you know what I'm like I don't I don't go into I'm not that technically minded but I did hear this from an, uh, an appliances repairman who said, in, in, in my terms, he said, it, it just ices up. In, in, in the fridge's effort to to make it colder, to cool down all that warm food that's in there and, and to do something with all the warm air that's just been introduced, it just um, clogs up the system with ice. And the only only way out of it you have to empty everything out you have to defrost the fridge entirely which is probably going to take you know 5 or 6 hours and then it has to cool down again so if our guests aren't told that they should not turn down the fridge they can find themselves in a situation where they they're without refrigeration for a lot longer so that's one of the instructions i like to put on my quick start guide I also tell them what to do with garbage, and we're in a very rural area, so we do ask our guests to take their garbage to the dump. We tell them where the dump is, and we provide tags for them, Um, and we also tell them about recycling. We're very hot on recycling in our area. So so there's a very quick guide there on recycling and then of course we we just we tell them where the recycling bins are and they're all labeled so that they know how to sort their garbage. We also have very we we have a lot of power outages in cottage country in uh, in the summer because we get storms and and it very often takes out the power. So we have a quick guide that says in the event of a power outage uh, please turn off all the uh, – if, if in the event of a power outage, if you've been cooking, please turn off the stove. That's really important because we've had issues in the past where where uh, the power has gone out, something's been on a stove, and people have gone to bed. And when they wake up in the middle of the night, the power's back on, and they, they've woken up to the smell of something burning on the stove. Uh, fortunately, we've never uh, had a fire claim reported but uh, it's it's one of those things that uh, that that could happen and having that instruction front and center it would be helpful in any um, in any claim situation if something had ha- if something happens if there is a fire and and we can show that we did say in the event of a power outage the first thing you do is to turn off the stove then then we are showing our uh, that that we have not been negligent in any way. So that's that's a useful one to know. Um we tell them on the quick start guide where the manuals are. We don't include the manuals, you know, manuals for the microwave for um for for the blender for other th- for the coffee maker um should should things go wrong, we don't include those manuals in the welcome book. We put them in a a box uh in the a storeroom. And on the Quick Start Guide, it just says all the appliance manuals can be found here, and uh, you know that, that really saves a lot. And then we also tell them what uh, what the checkout time is um, on on the day of departure. So you see, what we've got here is is just the information that they they could perhaps know or they need to know if they didn't read any further. I just want to tell you a story here about, um, <laughs> and this is a little bit of an embarrassing one. We go, you know, our company will go and stay at one of our cottages for um, for a couple of days uh, once a year. And we select uh, the cottage that's going to take you know, all, all of our staff. And we go and we have a staff meeting. Um, we do a report on the property while we're there and, um, and often a video for the owner. And we stayed at a wonderful property um, on, on a river. And it was absolutely oh, just, just a glorious place. And it's one that rents out really, really well. And we arrived there. In, it, was, it was February, lots of snow. And we arrived there and the fire was going and it was so beautiful. So the first thing we did, we, we all piled in. Uh, I'm unpacking in the kitchen. And, and Phil says, said, oh, I'm just going to put another log on the fire and down either side of the fireplace were these were, were holes, and in there was these neatly stacked logs. And in retrospect, I think I'm, I might have noticed that they were more decorative than burnable, Um, but Phil didn't really notice, so he just picked up a couple of logs and put them on the fire, and then half an hour later he threw another one on, by which time we had you know, we'd unpacked everything and we, we, we opened the guide and, uh, and I was going right the way through it as I always do. And, and I found a section on the fire and it tells you how to light the fire and that was fine because it was already done. And then there was a section that said, please do not use the decorative wood on either side of the fireplace. There is wood out on the deck. Um, really, really embarrassing. Um, we spent ages going through the wood pile to find more wood that, that would just fit in just right and, uh, and recreate the decorative nature of the display. So, uh, you know, that, that's what happens. If you, want, if you want your guests to know something when they arrive, you've got to get it out there and show them. So, the Quick Start Guide is a great way of, of doing this. You could also. I mean, I'm going to talk to you about delivery of this information and and sending it to them. But you could uh, you could also do this. uh, Send it to them prior to their stay. Anyway, I haven't mentioned emergency numbers. Um, You can put emergency numbers on your Quick Start Guide for sure. What I would say is, do not hide them in the back of your welcome book, unless you have them in a couple of other places and. What we do with emergency numbers, and once again, I got this from the property we stayed at in Maui. We use a little Perspex holder, you can get them from Business Depot or Staples, and then you just put your note with all your emergency numbers on it and put it by the telephone if you have one, uh, or prominently in in the kitchen because you know it's the kitchen often where emergencies happen, or or certainly the people, the person who's going to take the most notice uh, is going to be in the kitchen. So, uh, so that's that's a useful little tip. So, number two, the the second thing that you need to have in your welcome book are index is, is, an, is simply an index and tabs. I have seen a couple of welcome books that are um, huge amounts of information, but all randomly presented. And you know, okay, I want to find out something. How to how to make the stereo work? How to how to Set, how to reboot the Wi-Fi. And, and you have to go through mountains of close-typed information to actually get to it. And you know, I'm going to talk about this later when I talk about delivery, but people don't like to read close text anymore. They don't like to read dense text. They actually don't like to read paper very much. Um, so if you're going to put stuff down on paper, you've got to make it bold, easy to read, and easy to find. So once again, the business, business Depot Staples is your friend. They've got a huge range of index tabs, um, everything you can find to go in, in a folder. And that way you can organize the information so that your guests can find it easily. And it really doesn't matter if you only have one piece of paper per, um, per category it it makes it easy to find. And they can go to the front and, it's, and they have an index to see where everything is. So you can organize it in any which way you want. But, you know, an idea could be appliances, entertainment systems and Wi-Fi info, garbage, checking out, places to go, activities, restaurants, things that go bump in the night, you know, and, and I'm not, <laughs> that's not a joke because here in Ontario, in our cottages, most properties run on water pumps. And if if somebody gets up to the in in the night and goes to the washroom and they flush or, or just run some water, the water pump is likely to come on. And, and if ours is anything to go by, the only thing uh, you can tell that the water pump's on is the big bang when it switches off. Probably something we should get fixed, but... Uh, this is home and of course nothing gets fixed at home does it because we're all so focused on our vacation rentals so yeah just get those once once you've got that binder and you get your index and tabs you really get the idea and it it makes your organization so much easier makes it easier for you to uh, to to get things together um i also use um uh, the, the the pockets You know the document pockets because that keeps the information uh, clean. Nothing. There is nothing worse than dog-eared, coffee-stained cottage property property information. You know, it's um, it. It doesn't look nice. It doesn't look cared for, and and quite honestly, for me, it it indicates the attention. That the owner may have paid to other parts of the property. So yeah, those those document pockets are fantastic. So the third thing that you should have in your guide is is just what I call how tos, and and these will be specific to you. I mean, for us, uh, in in my properties, we have you know how to use the hot tub, how to uh, how to build light and put out a campfire. And I know that sounds simplistic, but the majority of, uh, of guests that come to my places have never been to the country before. They've been born and brought up in the city. They've lived in condos. They've not experienced cottage life. So I we tell them what the best way is to, um, to, to make the campfire, the type of wood to use, and uh, how to light it. And then more importantly, we have the safety features of um, making sure it's put out at the end of the night and the reason that we have a hose pipe uh, close by to the fire pit so they can douse it at the end of the night and it's there should anything happen, should a spark escape. Uh, What else do we have? Any quirks that you might have uh, in your property? and, and I've seen this before, you know, how to, how to open a particular door because the handle works the opposite way. Now, personally, I would, um, perhaps fix that and get the handle working the right way. But you know, in some, in some places it's, it's the quirkiness that people find attractive, um, where to find stuff. Um, is, is perhaps something else you can put in that section. So really, you know, that, this section is sort of the, the meat of it. And it's the stuff that's very, very important. Uh, it's, it's, it's the stuff that your guests will, if they have the time to sit down and read it all, then they're going to find some useful information in it. So the fourth thing to have in your guide is your emergency information. Now, I've mentioned that you can put your emergency information in one of these little perspex holders, and that's great. But in in the guide, it's it's useful to put more information that will help them to um, you know to to find the local hospital, the walking clinic, the emergency twenty four hour vet, maybe the nearest pharmacy, maybe um, you know also a dentist. That has um, emergency service and takes on non-patients, and you often find these in in areas that where, where tourists go. That that dentists will be quite happy to do emergency treatment on um, pa- on people who aren't their patients. You would also want information on. Um, I mean, we ha- in, in mine we have um, information on how to deal with a skunk attack because you know th- these things happen quite often. So we have, I have my skunk recipe uh, for, for people to use on their pets if, um, uh, if, if they get skunked. So anything that they might need in, in case of an emergency that's not in your, quick, uh, in your quick start guide, then you can put in a separate section that you title emergency information. Then number five are all your personal recommendations. So you're also going to have a section in there, which is all your tourist information that that you haven't got separately in the way of brochures. But your personal recommendations is what really makes your welcome book stand out. What is your favourite beach? What's the best hike that you would recommend to me? Um, Where's the best place to walk my dog? Where can I get the best pizza? Think about... All the questions that your guests might ask you if they were with you and they wanted to glean all the local information from you. Uh, it could be, you know, which is, the best bo- which is the best booth to go to on the farmer's market? Because, you know, there may be, there may be a lot of them all selling different vegetables. Which is your favourite? Where can I get fresh eggs? Where's the nearest roadside stand selling garlic? So you get, you get the idea. These are your recommendations. Um, the, the, the places that you go to when you stay. And because that is, that's what's really going to endear your, your guests to you. Just going back to this year's Exuma vacation. Uh, the only, the only information we had was, was, I think it was two pages of telephone numbers, but it didn't, it, it just had the name of a person or a name of a company and a telephone number. There was nothing, absolutely nothing to, to really recommend anything in the area. Um, fortunately, we, we know the island very well, so we, we, we didn't need that. But uh, if I'd been new to the island, um, that would have been no help whatsoever. So those are the five things that really need to go into your guide. And along with that, it needs – your hospitality needs to shine through it. This is not a book of rules. So you need to be friendly, be open, and couch any guidelines in in friendly terms. You know, rather than saying, if you put these items down the toilet – um we are and, and it blocks up the septic system we're going to charge you for bringing the plumber out instead just explain to them perhaps what a septic system is and and why it's important that certain items are not flushed away it's it it can be done it can be done in such a way um i mean we 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 say Please you know we'd really we'd really appreciate it if you followed these guidelines because uh, if if the if the toilet blocks up, it will be really inconvenient for you, and it sometimes takes to up to twenty four hours to get a plumber to come out. That to me works a lot lot better than telling them that if they do this and this and this, we're going to charge them so it it, it just change the way. You couch things, change the way that you express them, and you 'll find that people will respect you all the more for it okay let's let 's talk about delivery because one of the re- you know we, we hear people's owners say that people never read the guide, but who reads paper anymore anyway and it it brings me back to a, to a quote that I learned when I was doing my my um, psychotherapy training years and years and years ago and the and the the quote is, the meaning of your communication is in the response you get. It took me ages to understand what that meant. But really, what it, what it actually does mean is that you are responsible for the way that your guests communicate back to you. So if they say they never read the book, or if you get the impression they never read it, um, it's, in, it's because of the way it was presented. It's because you didn't take the responsibility to present it in a way that makes it attractive for them to read. Now, you know, as I just said, people don't read paper much anymore. They, they are used to reading everything uh, online. So you can have your paper book, and I think that's, that's really important that you have your binder that, that shows everything, you know, like a coffee table book. So that and, and people will if, if it's raining or if, if they've got some downtime, they probably will sit there and read it. But you need to think of other ways of delivering it so that you are reaching as many people as possible. so the simplest way of doing it is is to for, for everything that you create to go in your book you you make it into one long document with hyperlinks to any um outside attractions, events, restaurants, and whatever, uh, any external websites, you hyperlink them and then you create a PDF from it. And then you can send it to them before they go. And then they have, they have it on their, on their laptop. They have it on their mobile device uh, at any time. And you need to make sure that you create a hyperlinked index I'll put a link into the um, into the show notes um, showing where to go to do that so it's, it's a table of contents and you just create this hyperlink table of contents um, actually I haven't done that yet my my VA um, Hannah in the Philippines is an absolute whiz at uh, at uh, creating these PDFs with a table of contents so maybe I have to go to her and ask her how she does it but i, I I've got some links i'll I'll send you two. So you have your paper book, you've got your PDF with hyperlink, uh, hyperlinks. You could also leave them um, an iPad. And a lot of people are now doing this. They're They're buying a first or second generation iPad off eBay for 50 bucks or so, and they're loading it up with their welcome book and other information that their guests will find helpful. You could also do video and Create short videos, short how-to videos. You know, a little series of those, um, and uh, and send those to your guests as well, or send a link to your YouTube channel where they can go and check those out. And that could be that could be a review of a restaurant. It could be a review of an activity. Um, that that's really nice because it's personal. You're in there. You're telling them what you think of something, and uh, and and they can they can see it. Uh, as well as uh, as read it in a book. And then finally, um, a shout out here to my friend Andy McNulty. Andy's been on the podcast twice now. And, and the last time he was talking about TouchStay. And TouchStay is such a brilliant product. It's inexpensive. And <laughs> you can just go and create your welcome book online at TouchStay. And then you just send the link to all your guests. You can update it at any time. You can uh, you can add links to every attraction. You can like, add links to events. It's it's a it's an ongoing document, so you can you can change it as as you go. As as you know, every time you get a new appliance or a new feature, you can um, write about it in your TouchStay guide. And so I you know recommend you go over and have a look at touch stay if you if you really don't want to spend a lot of time on a paper welcome book you want to just keep it on um, online you can create a touch stay uh, you create your touch stay welcome book and your guests can print it off so they have it in PDF uh, themselves, so that's a great idea. If you're with Home Away, of course, you'll probably have the option of the Glad to Have You app. Um, that's another exceptionally good app. Um, we were going to use it for our business a while back, and for some reason we just we just didn't get to finishing it. Um, but I I really liked that. I th- I think I think I, I Touch day is a little bit it, t- Touch day for. An individual owner is absolutely fantastic for a, a larger agency than um, Glad to Have You. The Glad to Have You app, I think, is the way to go. Or you might also want to look at um, Property Manager Tools. They also have a really good welcome book, and I love the guys there. Um, we, we've, we've talked to them at length over the past um, couple of months, and I'm maybe moving forward with them, not quite sure but property management tools or is it property manager tools, whatever it goes in the show notes has information on that as well. Um, okay. I'm, you know, as ever trying to pack as much as I can into, um, into my 45 minutes <laughs> and, and there's always more and more I I want to talk about. I, I wrote a blog post a while back and, um, I, as I'm talking here, I'm just trying, I'm just bringing that, uh, that up so I can tell you it was called welcome book. It was called the vacation rental welcome book on cottageblogger.com. And it's actually my, my, the, the most popular post that, uh, that I've ever done. It was, um, you know, it was pretty lengthy. Um, so I'm going to put a link to that as well. Go take a look at that. That gives you more information uh, on how to prepare a welcome book. If you've got some ideas that you'd like to share with me, please let me know at cottageblogger.com. I'd love to hear from you. And and of course, you can uh, you know if you if you want to put a comment uh, on the show notes, please go down and uh, and take a look at those uh, because all the links that I've mentioned here are going to be on the show notes. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for being with me, once again. As as ever, I love to hear from you. Please send me an email if you've um, if you've got some comments, and I will respond directly to you. So thanks once again for listening. It's been an absolute blast. I hope that's given you some food for thought about your welcome book. It it, it really you know as as a guest, it really means a lot to me to to see something that's been really well prepared and that gives me information. So. Uh, So I hope you enjoyed that. And I'll be talking to you again very soon. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.